Welcome to episode 149 of the Outside Centre Film Podcast. Ben, happy new year to you. A happy new year to you too. So, uh, and of course, all of you listening, we are back. Now, this is actually the first time in podcast history that we're recording in January. We always have it off. So there you go. Yeah. That's the first for the podcast. Um, I'm not sure how thrilled Ben is about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. More more movies. Fantastic. More movies to watch. And uh, well, that's it. I'm just going to carry on like a juggernaut all year, like we all do. And if, if any of you are new, and there might be some new listeners out there, what we basically cover each and every episode, four or five films ago, is world cinema foreign language films. Simple as that. And we travel to all the major international film festivals and some of the smaller ones. And we also cover some international award ceremonies, big and small as well. Nothing's bigger than the Oscars, unfortunately, Ben. We know that. Mm-hmm. We just have to accept that, whether we'd agree with it or not. But the Oscar ceremony is not there yet. We've got two months free of it. Mm-hmm. However, that doesn't mean that we stop our work. And the first episode that we're doing this year is all about films that were put forward by their respective countries for the foreign language Oscar. But they didn't make it even to the semi-final stage, Ben. Oh disappointment how disappointing for the likes of romania north macedonia ecuador and iraq how very Mm. disappointing but they get their own special episode so we're going to talk about four of those countries nominations and we're going to do it right now um and tom will tell whether they were the right decision i mean i have an opinion (laughs) yeah yeah and i'm sure you do and we'll get into all that um, but yeah, we, we just won't know. We won't know until we've watched the, it'll be in March, that episode, it usually is, isn't it? Yeah, but we'll, yeah. we'll sit down and watch as many of the foreign language Oscar nomination finalists out of the five, hopefully or five, but sometimes we can only see three or four of them. And then we'll actually decide whether the likes of these would have been better placed on the actual list. Mm. We will find out. But first, mm. two reviews. And as I said, We've got entrants from Ecuador, Iraq, and North Macedonia to come. But we're going to start off with Romania's foreign language Oscar nomination entry, which didn't make it through to the semi-final stage. Bad luck banging or loony porn. Ben, I had extremely high expectations of this. I wanted mm-hmm. to do it last year. We couldn't quite get the um, the yes, rights to do it. Right, but we, yeah. we, we've got the rights now. Uh, we watched it. And uh, it's directed by Radu Judy. It's a story about a teacher named Emmy, uh-huh. whose sex tape goes viral. And basically, she has to face the music in front of her peers as they ultimately decide whether she should stay in her post. Uh, it's been well received across the board, Ben, basically, this has. Um, and like I said, as, as I said, I had high expectations and I was really looking forward to it um, because it's Romanian, basically. I mean, yes. I, I've, I've been, we've been doing Romanian films on this thing for the last eight years, basically. And I've enjoyed the vast, vast, vast majority of them, and one of them not so long ago reached the end of the year list. And so you enjoyed this one just as much, right? Right. <laughs> um, I don't care about any of the positives that I've just come out with, Ben, because I bloody hated this, yeah. here comes some Air Bunny quotes, movie. Uh. And I'll come on to what I mean by that later when I say Air Bunny quotes and movie. 
But for now, the reasons why I hated this film, and I have a very, very, very um, one-word answer required question, Ben. Is Uh this your film of the month? No. Right. So you are therefore permitted to let me rant uninterrupted. Thank you. Go for it. So problem number one with this movie, Air Bunny Mm. quotes, it's made in the style of a Linklater or Altman piece, which means... Emmy, the teacher, does a lot of wandering around aimlessly. Yes, she does. Now, I don't like Richard Linklater, and I don't like Robert Altman. Therefore, I don't like this. <laughs> okay, we'll come and, back to this. But yeah, yeah go on. and in the film's three chapters, chapter one is literally Emmy walking the streets and visiting one or two places ever, mm-hmm. um, meeting one or two people ever. Mm-hmm. Now, that would be fine. If you're a Linklater and, or an Altman and it's the characters that you meet that carry the narrative, right? Mm-hmm. That would be fine. Yeah. It would also be fine if you were the Angolan film Air Conditioner, Ben. Yes, yes, because it would. Because in that film, all the characters were brilliant. The environment the environment that um, the lead character walked around in was extremely engaging, stimulating, yeah. in fact. And I think we both agreed during that film when we talked about it on our Film of the Year episode for that year, mm-hmm. that, you know... We didn't. We knew nothing about Angola, either of us, and yet no. just by him wandering the streets and, and 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 meeting the people playing backgammon or whatever it was, yeah. um, and just drinking and just just walking around and just sitting around, lounging around, talking with each other, just nonsense. Like we felt we were just you know experts in Angola. We just felt drawn in. I think this film tries to do it here, but it's Romania, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing interesting going on whatsoever. Dare I call it a shithole? Yes, I'll go there. I don't mind saying that. Um, but even if it, even if that if you know even if that is actually confirmed by people who a lot know more about, I assume Bucharest, but I don't honestly know where they are, and it doesn't really yeah. matter in this film. Yeah. But it looks big, so it could well be Bucharest. Um, but that what, who cares? Like that you've got to do more with what just you know Emmy walking around for the entirety of chapter one. Okay, and and this film has is split into three chapters, which is stress, as I've said. Yeah. Chapter two. Um, now, talking about lack of learning that I got from chapter one, mm. chapter two tries to overcompensate for the lack of learning of chapter one by literally forcing you to learn about Romanian history in chapter two. Yeah. Um, well, it would have done had I actually felt compelled to stick around with chapter two, Ben. So I'm looking for you to fill the gaps when I finish ranting about <clears throat> the qualities in inverted air bunny con- uh, comments of chapter two. Because oh, no, after, so- after the letter C came up, I thought, I know where this is going. I'm actually going to flick through to the end. And lo and behold, I literally flicked through the rest of the alphabet. Because in yeah. chapter two, the film essentially turns into a lecture. It turns yeah. into a PowerPoint presentation about yeah. Romania and its history. And I'm sure, Ben, if I really wanted to watch one of those things, I could have gone onto YouTube and done it. But no, this is a movie so, uh, yes, I skipped chapter two. So, again, you can fill the gaps very shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, I refuse to partake in being lectured to by movies and by directors. Thank you. As for the final chapter, the trial, should we call it the trial, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Um, Emmy sits in front of a kangaroo court style thing. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's very much a mock-up. It's very much like, you know, just a joke, really. Um, where she's interrogated by her colleagues and some of her par- and some of the parents of children who attend the school. Some of them attend the classes that she teaches in. So the- she basically gets dressed down in front of everybody for her own dressing down video, basically, mm-hmm. which is at the beginning. It's very graphic. Quite surprising that the, the Romanian would even show that. Yep. Um, but you know, fine. Um, anyway, but no, and that would be that would be enough, really. But no, the film just kind of wants to take it to this like comic book. 
um, sort of typically Romanian black humour, really, mm. um, but with a little bit more of a political twist. There's people att- attending the trial, all who fit into a neat little category. Yeah. Um, I believe there's a priest there, there's an army person yeah. there. Um, so all of them are offering their thoughts on not only the trial, uh, whether Emmy deserves to stay in post or not, but they're also offering it via the context of their jobs. Yeah. So the priest is offering the religious point of view. Um, and uh, and for humour's sake, for Chortles, he is wearing a face mask, um, uh, saying I cannot breathe or something. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, a bit of humour there for the old Romanians. Ha ha ha, very good. There's an army one, there's an army person at the trial who brings a historical context to it in terms of behavioural stuff and, mm-hmm. and kind of go- and, uh, battles that have taken place and what it meant and that kind of thing and how this battle relates to that. So yeah, there's all that going on. Um, and the result of that trial we see, and there's three different endings for the trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, one good, one bad, and the final one. The loony porn. Which, uh, which is something, yep, the loony porn, basically. Mm. It's trying to be funny, Ben. I'm fairly confident that it's trying to be funny. <clears throat> Um, okay. It's very okay. satirical, uh, except for me, it just wasn't funny at all. The humour completely missed the mark. I thought the loony porn ending was atrociously looking. It looks cheap, yeah, it looks yeah. nasty. Yeah. And again, that may have been deliberate, but I'm not entirely sure. I think they wanted to make it look as as, as what they could. Oh. Um, and there's lots of other problems with this film, Ben. Um, there's face masks in this movie. Well, now, I mean, I'm sure you've got uh, a lot to say about that, but yeah. I'm not happy with the fact that we, we watched all those films last year that were made during COVID and none mm. of them had masks. Mm. Here we are now in a film that was also made during COVID and there were a lot of masks in this movie. Yeah. Um, and y- I'm sorry, but you needed to have done better here. You need to have made sure that everyone was in a in a bubble or something so therefore it couldn't possibly have spread anywhere okay i see your point yeah um because that's what all the other movies did and that's what we all saw last year we heard yeah. about i mean we, we even talked about what m not shyman and his team did yeah. um for old like they literally flew off kept themselves separate and even filmed it separate as separately as they possibly could um yeah. so that's what films have to do during the era of covid if they so desire this film just had everyone wearing masks and it really really irritated me um, just like a lot of the other things did, Ben. But I've, I've ranted enough. Mm. I've had. A, I feel a little bit better. Mm. Um, I'm somewhat relieved it's not your film of the month. Um, <laughs> but I'm also somewhat concerned that you are going to kind of make this a bit more positive because, for the avoidance of doubt, ladies and gents, I hated this movie. Oh, okay, strong words. Okay, I'm 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 not gonna be as hateful as you on Bad Luck Banging. I didn't love it. Um, I thought of it as a film of two halves. Uh, despite the fact that it's three chapters yes um and those two halves are in themselves two halves as well so yeah um so yeah it's a sex tape is revealed and then a character kind of goes around trying to stop the viral flow of the sex tape it starts off in a normal place where she's talking to people and it ends up in a weird place where she's having a kind of like a court case thing and the first um, the first half of the film first chapter struck me as being a kind of a, a weird bastard child of Michael Haneke and the Dardenne brothers in its kind of like this is this is very real um no no frills here's Romania it's it it wasn't reaching the dizzy heights of either Haneke or Dardenne's but it, it made me think of them um and it was probably my favorite part of the film to be honest um it included guy getting run over by a car which is my favorite moment of this film i missed that entirely did you miss the guy getting run over by a car oh it's wonderful. when did that happen 
It's when Emmy is walking. She's walking from one place to another. So she spends entire chapter walking, mate. <laughs> she, well, she, she has a chat, walks a bit, has a chat, walks a bit, has a chat, walks a bit. And during one of the walking bits, um, someone starts yelling. They're not on camera. I thought, like, I heard hey, them, I thought them having an argument. I don't remember them actually cra- somebody crashing into somebody. Well, yeah, there's, the, this guy's trying to cross the road, and this car, he's like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm walking here and stuff. And the car just keeps on going, goes straight into him, knocks him. Knocks him over and stuff. And that was that was my highlight moment of the film. It was really great. Yeah. Go back. Check it out sometime. It's about 15, 20 minutes into the film, I think. I've already um, deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> too bad. Okay. And then you get your kind of Adam Curtis uh, alphabet history of Romania, which at a, on a first watching um, was bombarded with information. And it reminded me of the, that Japanese history of cinema film that I can't remember the title of that was good but too much information for an outsider like me but i appreciated the effort to try and teach me stuff about romania the last chapter i am calling the bastard child of peter greenaway and derek jarman um written by aaron sorkin this kind of like weird courtroom hearing scene which yeah. becomes very colorful and stylized and yeah it took me back to a lot of jarman and greenaway i didn't love it just like i didn't love the Haneke Darden style first chapter um but yeah i don't know i I was here's the thing when i when i watch these movies i watch them on my my big old tv i got a a big old tv in the living room windows right next to it so i put this film on and oh god i could not close the blinds fast enough when the film when the film starts oh dear god this is not what i want from the first five minutes um the first five minutes is is the sex tape um, before the actual film proper begins, and that's a that's a hell of a way to start your film. I genuinely um, can't think of too many movies that have started in, in such a manner. I no, mean, the, the, no. the movies that hint about it, and movies that hit that show a little bit of foot of foot action, maybe, yeah. or just a little bit of kissing and cuddling and stuff. But but this is literally full on. Yeah, and there's there's Antichrist. If you want, you know, your first. I mean, I mean, that first was, four minutes penetration. Those were modelled. Like, those oh were not clitorati, weren't they? Those weren't real clitorati. Oh, were, they, were they not? Were they, I thought they were stand-ins. I thought they were um, people. I, I think some of them were, but when she, when she started to cut her own one off, I think that was... Oh, no, that, yeah, that's a, that's a model. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, that hell of a way to begin your film. Yeah. Um, not that I enjoyed it, but a hell of a way to end your film as well. Yeah. Um, I, this, I just kept thinking, this is not for me. Uh, there are other people out there who love this. Uh, the I don't... I appreciate the kind of Adam Curtis style A to Z of Romanian history in order for you to better understand chapter three, the Peter Greenaway, Derek Jarman thing. I think I got more out of chapter three because of that kind of Adam Curtis bit in the middle. But um, yeah, this this just isn't my kind of film. Um, Indeed. Yeah. Indeed not. Um, But um, maybe it's because we can both, I mean, we've both associated this movie with, you mentioned about four people. I mentioned two. So that's six people uh, that we think people. that, 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 oh. that, you know. Yeah, and on the masks. Um, <clears throat> I I think what they're doing here is that this is this is a blip in time when we're all wearing masks. So rather than being like, rather than everyone is wearing a mask to make it a COVID-safe film, I think they're all wearing masks because this is a time capsule of what Romania was like at that point where we all had to wear masks. Just my two bits. On that, I think make it right. Uh, I think I think they wanted I, they wanted that look. I think that's what they're going for. They they want to to represent a time in Romania when everyone had to do this. 
And I'm sure all the other films could have done that last year, but they opted not to. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I'm, I'm not offering it a knife. No sympathy. No no yeah. agreement with that. It's, it's, it shouldn't have happened. They shouldn't have done it. Um, and I hate it. Uh, okay. And, I, I, and I, I hope we don't see any more movies for the rest of the year in that way. And I, I don't think we will. I think it'll no, be I a massive so. free zone. It's an interesting choice. Um, it's I'm not glad... an interesting It's a bad choice. I'm glad someone did it. Now we know. No. There was actually a category um, on on the website we get a lot of our films from, Ben, legally, Mm -hmm. of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they actually had like a COVID COVID kind of era thing Mm. of of, uh, isolation films, I think they called it. And I think a bunch of those, uh, which I didn't want to watch any of them, they they were literally like, hey, I'm making a film during COVID. Here we go. Clap her down. Whereas all the others last year were like, yeah, we're making a film during COVID. Here's a film. I think that the other three films we have this month are all examples of COVID era filmmaking. They've all they've Absolutely. all dealt with it in different ways. It's it's very interesting. And three of them don't have masks, and three of them are right. infinitely better than this one. Yep. Um. And, and by the way, so I really should explain what I meant by air bunny movie quotes. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you you mentioned the directors that of of the film style that it reminds you of, but actually, mm. Ben, having watched the trial, having watched the third chapter, sincerely for me, this shouldn't have been a film at all. It should have been a stage production. It should have okay. been a stage play. I mean okay. that trial is literally built for for, the, for theatre. Yeah, like it yeah, would yeah. be perfect. It would be actually brilliant because you, you'd have all those all those actors kind of interchanging in and out, offering mm. points of view. You change the sets behind them, so when the army person speaks, you could add like gunfire sounds and yeah. you know change the scenery to make it look, look like a battle was happening. Same with the priest. When the priest was talking, you change the backgrounds. Maybe add a bit of organ in there. See, I thought yeah. a lot about this. I should be I should be a screenwriter really, but. <laughs> Like for, for you know, for me, and and the ending, the the the, the loony porn ending would uh-huh. have been incredible on on a theatre production. Yeah. Like it would have been so funny. Yeah, I, can, like I, can, been... I mean, I can imagine a Curzon audience losing it to this film. I really can. I can I can see that in my head. Are these the only, I mean, but the thing is, I would expect a Curzon audience to watch this and go, "Well, actually, it reminds me of insert any yeah. of the six yeah, people yeah, yeah, yeah. that we've mentioned." Therefore, yeah. I'm not that bowled over by it really. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I can't speak for the people that like things. You should never really talk down people who like things because they're they're positive no. and they're happy about it. So good for them. But again, like Flea, really, I, I need an explanation. What? <laughs> what precisely? Other than I haven't seen this kind of thing before, or yeah. what? Or it, I, I, it's been a while since I've seen something like this, or it feels different to me. I want specific reasons why any of those chapters that I hated worked for them. I want yeah. any explanation why they found it funny when I didn't, and and, and I kind of need it yesterday, really. Because um, I, I I I I I mean, yeah, the, I, I I do a lot of ranting and moaning and stuff like that, but I, I, even I won't say I hate the film. Yeah, that definitely. often, and you won't. No. I mean, you did it, you've done it wrong <clears throat> ever. One time. Yeah, uh, and, and they, and they got in touch and complained. But I, 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 how you felt about Alma is how I feel about this film. Um, mm. And it's just, it just rubbed. Yeah, I completely. What else can I say? It just rubbed me up completely the wrong way. Yeah, you can't argue with that feeling. I think. Um, let's move on. North Macedonia. Absolutely. So North Macedonia, we've got uh, Sisterhood, which is written and directed by Dina Duma. And is described as the friendship of two adolescent girls who are threatened by the moment they have to face the dire repercussions of their manipulative behaviour. Um, essentially, it is a film about uh, two teenage girls who are friends, something bad happens, and then tensions build. That's it in a nutshell. Um, to go into it in a little bit more detail, uh, film of the year last year was Stop Zemlia, a 
a film about Ukrainian teams and a film <laughs> in which I said uh, one of the the one of the best things about Stop Zemlia is how it makes you believe that there isn't such a difference between all the generations as a lot of people like to make you believe um, that we are all much closer to each other than yeah. you think. And you might say, well, hell, that's just a film about teens. You can point to any film about teens and say that is the case. And here comes Sisterhood, and that's very much not the case. Sisterhood is a film which really sets people against each other, generations against each other, boys against girls, and people against people. It's it's a very antagonistic film. Mm -hmm. When no one is supporting anyone, everyone kind of dislikes each other. Um, the central story is two friends, and from the very first scene, like the, the opening moments of their friendship together, you think, no, oh, this is not a good friend. This, this person does not have the qualities that I look for in a friend. Um, and the, the film kind of goes on like that. Um, children don't get on with their parents very well. Teachers don't have much to inspire to uh, young people. Again, stop Zemlia. Every single scene of a classroom involved a teacher standing there talking about uh, universal truths, scientific things which are always true. In Sisterhood, <clears throat> every scene with teachers involves teachers talking about old, dead, boring things that nobody <laughs> cares about anymore which I thought was very interesting. Also in Sisterhood, and I, I, I think this is, this is subtext rather than text, um, social media is very prevalent, yep. but also the idea of turning people into images is, is kind of where that yep. comes from. So there's, there's a moment early on where our lead character is in the changing rooms because um, our two main characters are very into swimming, which is a kind of a, a big kind of subtextual part of this film. Um, and our lead character is sitting there and she's watching three of her classmates, swimming mates, or just three other girls, whatever, they're standing over on the other side of the changing rooms and they're all trying to recreate a twerk dance and they're kind of being coached through it because all this generation, they, they see other people and they turn them into images and they try to turn themselves into uh, replicas of other images they've seen. So th these three girls trying to get the dance right is a really good example of this. Throughout the film, there's a, the big concern with how you look, how your nails are done, how your hair is done, how you're dressed, what your shoes look like, etc. Um, our two main characters are on a bus. They see an old man who's playing with his chickens, I believe, um, and they decide to videotape him and put him on social media. They turn turn this old man into nothing more than a meme, a picture, a joke. Yep. Um, this is a this is a mean film. It's a it's it's a it's a not a, a mean spirited film, but it's a film about mean spirited people who who don't have empathy. That's that's what this film is about. So, our two main characters, um, friends forever, woohoo, and they. They like the boys in in the class. They get invited to a party. Um, things don't go terribly well for our main character and one of the boys in a kind of uh, a fumbling scene in a bedroom. And this is followed up with another girl from their school who takes the boy up onto the roof and they have a little moment up there. Um, to get revenge, our main character's friend and her go up on the roof. Uh, they, get a, I, I, they get a phone. I wasn't sure whose phone this is. And they record the girl in their class with the boy on the roof. Um, they get discovered. They run away. They have a videotape of this boy and this girl in flagrante delicto, let's say. Um, and they post it online. 
and it wrecks the life of the girl in their school. It does not wreck the life of the boy in their school. The girl who they videotape then um, approaches them during a party. They have a scuffle and she is knocked into a river, um, a river that they jumped into and swam out of successfully because they're good swimmers, perhaps, but a river that she does not um, swim out of successfully. And then that's the kind of central premise of the film. Do we tell people that she fell in the river? Do we tell people that something happened? And this friction starts to appear between the two girls. Um, out of the four films that we've got this month, this is the most like a movie. Uh, this is the kind of the most accomplished, the most polished, um, the most kind of satisfying in lots of ways. It's got a great ending, um, but, it's oh, not, yeah. but it's not my film of the month. No, but I but I really 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 enjoyed it. Um, I would recommend it to people. I, it's a fascinating insight into what life is like in North Macedonia. You know what life is like in North Macedonia? Exactly the same as it is here. Um, really really interesting film. Really loved it. Uh, central performance from Maya could have been a little bit better with a little bit one note. Um, but other than that, really really enjoyed this film. Well, it may not be your film of the month, Ben, but it's my <laughs> film of the month. Although the, the gap was was a lot smaller than I was imagining having watched it, because I watched this before the other one that came close. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I will justify this. but yeah. I, 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 don't think, I, don't, I don't think you need to justify anything, because I'll, I will speak equally highly of my second favourite this month, okay. and, I, and I'm sure that will be your first. But uh, yeah. anyway, um, yeah, this is a good film. Uh, part one, about 45 minutes, the first part, really. Yep. Uh, it's not breaking down into chapters, but it, it, it fits really, it, it's beautifully crafted. Yeah. Uh, so you, it, it ends up being two sizable chunks of 45 minutes, taking us up to obviously an hour and a half end of movie. Uh, the first part for me, it's all about, as you said, social media stuff, aspiration for the Instagram generation. Mm-hmm. And I love how the film looks at this. You're exactly right to bring up Stop Zembly and how Stop Zembly, our film of the year 2021, which we literally recorded a month ago because we haven't stopped. Yep. <laughs> keep going we're still going uh and i saw this film thinking right i'm super intrigued to see how different and how similar to to stop zemli it really is mm. and uh if, if if it's in any way similar to stop zemli how would i feel about it well it's not similar to stop zemli other than the fact it's got kids in it everything else is different and that's what i love about cinema the fact you can watch two essentially quote-unquote similar movies mm. you know about teens and about maybe not romance here more about sex here but in general mm. you know lust and love and emotions and stress and all that kind of thing um and going through a difficult change and different and for, for people in and lots of drugs and drinking and stuff mm. and how two films can approach it entirely different ways despite the fact by the way this is also been a 30 year old or younger director good point so yeah, again, even assembly, yeah. mm. even yeah, even Katarina Gornostai is I think twenty eight or twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Um, Dina Duma, something like that, is, Dina, at, Dina, is, Dina. is thirty or under as well. So again, you've got even that that's similar, and yet you could watch Stop Zemli and Sisterhood together and just learn so much. Yeah, like the the Instagram stuff. I just I, I loved it really, mainly because I'm not an Instagram user myself, and this film reminds me why. Um, but I just love that contradiction of. How the happy the film starts off. Everyone's in school. They're dicking about. You've got these two best friends, Maya and Jana. Um, I think we disagree on the better of the two. Um, I think Jana was the one that was constantly sour. Um, she's the one that felt the I'm most... 
Am I getting it? Who's who's our central character? Is that Janet? My 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 is the my is the excitable brunette. Um, oh right, Janet right. is the is the sour <clears throat> faced okay. yeah. the one that Jan- the one that was more racked with guilt. Yeah, Janet's the one note. Yeah, 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 I, I, yeah. Literally, she she yeah she she didn't have much else to do, but she was very very dull. Uh, yeah. Whereas Maya was brilliant, uh, yeah. and it give, honestly, I'd like to hang with Maya, frankly, particularly yeah. that sexy robot scene uh, when she just starts singing "Sexy Robot" down the road. Don't even oh, know yes. the tune. I don't know that song. Yeah, but um, yeah. but uh, she makes me want to dance with her. Anyway, you, you were not alone. <laughs> the entire street was beeping its horn. Exactly. That's they right. they were they were digging Maya as well, yeah. and so did yeah. I, and so did yeah. you, obviously. But yeah. uh, right. Um, anyway, um, yeah. So it starts off super happy. Everything's great. And then magically, I don't know whether there's, I, I, I mean, I don't, you know, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see how far this gets, really. Mm. It, it could be a one, two, two, one situation where we have to make a decision about end of the year and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're only just starting, of course. Mm. But um, if I was to watch it again, I'd be interested in seeing if I was actually writing, thinking that like, they either took away some of the colour or they removed some of the filters. Because what happens is after school, Maya goes back to her family's house that she doesn't her, her family that she doesn't mm. get on with the mom. She lives with the mom. And every, wait, every, wait every, J- Jana goes back home. Jana goes back home. Yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. that's right. And everything was just grey and miserable. Uh, and, and yes, <clears throat> they live in a not very nice neighbourhood. But you went from that high that high octane, really exciting. I love life. Life is great. And then as soon as she gets off the bus, yeah, like everything visually. I'm not about anything else. Visually changes. It's like. This is yes. an amazing, amazing piece of work because now I know what it's about. Now I get where I am. I understand this is North Macedonia. And then not long after that, she runs upstairs and goes on a phone. And mm. it's all about watching the videos and being somebody else, pretending to be somebody else. And mm. I think she also knows she's not the most attractive girl, unlike her mm. mate, Maya. Yep. So she's kind of like, right, I, I, need to, I need to watch all these videos and get like her. I need yep. to kind of do similar things to her. It's all really, really, really interesting stuff. Um, and the, the fact that again she lives she lives where she lives, but she aspires for so much more. Isn't that nearly anyone li- living in a neighbourhood like that? Isn't that yeah. nearly anybody living out of a city centre? Like you know, pretty much most people wish they'd had a little bit more. And yeah. this film, for the first forty five minutes, is all about that. My favourite character in this movie is the younger sister Martina. Yeah, she is absolutely brilliant in this film. Throughout the film, she appears later on, but more so in the first part. And a great scene is when is when Maya does come round to, to see Jan, and they both go upstairs. They're both on the phones, both on Gram or mm. whatever they're on. And I think ironing of hair takes place. Yes, it does. Um, so again, we haven't got straighteners, but I need to look like these Instagram people. So I'm going to get an actual iron, and yep. I'm going to iron your hair on the bed. Just perfect. Yeah. Um, and and Martina is literally mimicking her sister. Um, by doing a, some sort of a text mimic in the mirror, yes, yes standing right. over yeah. a shoulder, like all of this stuff is literally like perfect, perfect filmmaking. I love yeah. it. I get what it's about. I get what you're telling me. The film for me does lose its way a little bit in part two post event, really. Right, it, it um, really does. Yeah, uh, but, but maybe it, that's because the first part was just that damn good, really, and I, it, it just <sighs> couldn't keep up. I don't know, but the, when the relationship starts to sour. Yeah. The film starts to sour a little bit for me. Tiny, yeah, a tiny bit. And for, for me, it's this kind of because after this this um, this break point, the, everything becomes about we we have to tell people. No, no, we don't tell anyone. Yeah, and it kind of it keeps going back to that well for for quite a while. It's like twenty five minutes of, of which is basically we have to tell someone. We it's tell practically them. half an hour of the last forty five minutes. Yeah. Really, it, it's yeah. it's it, even if they're not 
if even if it's not every scene doing that, it's a majority of scenes. Yeah. Um. And 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 also, what the problem then is, and of course, the event has to happen. Yeah. But then, but then, as a as a veteran film viewer, as you are as well. Yeah. You you it, it's you're just waiting for the ending. You're just yes. waiting for is she dead? Is she not dead? One and two. Yeah. If she's dead, is she angry? If she's yeah. not dead, is she okay? Yeah. Um, and then what happens either way? Does she go to the police? Does she not go to the police? Yeah. So there's, there's literally like four different endings here. What I do like is that I didn't actually see the ending that took place happen. There was a, It was yeah. somewhat surprised. I don't know whether you felt the same. It took yeah, me a little surprise bit. a bit. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you know, there's going to be without with no spoilers. No. The way it ends, you kind of know that something like that is going to happen, but not necessarily like that. Exactly. Exactly. Perfectly. Perfectly said. Yeah. And the actual technique used for the final final scene is in my top three of all time. Oh yeah, it's really always good. been a massive massive fan of freeze frame. Mm-hmm. Always, it's just so so dramatic to end your film, and indeed yeah. start your film with it. Um, so the fact of for the fact a thirty year old and under director um, want, en- ended this film in freeze frame, I doff my cap. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I seriously, seriously salute her for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, on, honestly, just the fact that the part two wasn't quite as good as part one may hold it back from the end of the year. But um, I haven't got any major complaints. I don't think you have either. It's no, recommended. Yeah. Um, and one thing we're going to mention at this point, Ben, before we move on, is that mm-hmm. not only smoking and props, and by the yes. way, my prop of the month is in this film. <laughs> it, it, okay. it is actually um, the mobile phone because simply because of the Instagram thing that's constant. Which, which mobile phone though? Or, I'm or going to go phone. with the one that filmed the video. Okay. And then that's the one that en- it ends up in a bin, right? Ends up in a bin, but obviously yeah. that was the catalyst for, that was a tornado of the film. Yeah. And um, is, is, so it, is it, it's covered in like stickers or jewels or something? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so it, it is not looking for, not looking for, yeah. but, but it just, that phone of above all else is just proves how damaging phones and the Instagram generation can be yeah. to it, to society and I mean, each other. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, you know, you've seen other films where someone gets shot and a gun gets left in a bin or, or thrown off a bridge or something. And th- that phone is the smoking gun in this film. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But anyway, the point is, is that uh, not only smoking and props, we've decided to do party scene of the Oh, year. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, this is right up there. Yeah. There, I mean, there are three parties. There's, yeah. the, 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 there's the one at the beginning that you said resulted in a awkward fumbling. Yep. There's one later, there's another one later midway-ish when Maya is becoming really, 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 really confident and Jana is becoming really, 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 really not confident and their relationship is soured badly. That's the kind of outside party. That's the outside party. Um, That's the one after the accident. And then, of course, there's the party that takes place during the accident. So there's three parties. Um, My favourite party was the first party Ben. i like the yeah. first part of that. But, like what, that. but how it's going to work is we're going to keep it to ourselves basically okay um, and then we'll we will announce in individual our top one party scene of the year um each and we'll see if we come to an agreement but my personal favorite party out of these three party scenes yeah. um, and we are opening it up to nightclubs pubs um doesn't yeah. have to be a party it, it can be a gathering involving yeah. drinks and drugs basically yeah. we're calling it a party basically so that that's my personal favorite party do you agree or did you prefer one of the other two i'm well i i'm kind of swayed by my smoking moment of the month which is oh. from, the, from the movie sisterhood which is um and I'm, I'm, i think it is the third party which is also an outside party um it is it's a moment where you see a lot of every now and then in this film things jump to being kind of shot on a 
mobile phone. Yeah. And there is there is a young person who's who's lighting a marijuana cigarette on a, a kind of a, a burning trash fire thing. And oh yes, yes, laughing, yes, yes. This is my smoking <laughs> moment of the month. Him kind of getting close to these giant flames. And doing it in style, though. He doing, doing it in doing it in style. I think it's the third party. That's right. You're wrong. right. Absolutely okay. correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, that's the one where Molly's just like, hey, I'm back to being sexy robot. And I'm like, yes, Molly's back to doing sexy robot again. Yeah, and then Jan is just sitting there with a sour face all the yeah, time. Yeah, Jan is just like, we should tell someone. Yeah, yeah. Like, we should move this plot on, Jan. And, and Molly's like, excuse me, I'm with, them, I'm with my real friends at the moment. Yeah. yeah, there's even there's a brief moment, like a 10 minute period where Maya just goes off and makes friends with other people. There's a, the whole thing where she just becomes friends with another group of people and, and Jan starts becoming the butt of jokes and stuff um one one other thing i wanted to mention about uh, sisterhood before we move on uh and go underwater um was the father jana's father which i thought was an interesting element of the film that neither of us have mentioned it's not a big deal whatsoever but just on that stops emily uh, the interesting relationships between parents and children and sisterhood and it's kind of nihilism if yep. you want yeah um when Jenna first comes home and she sees uh, a taxi outside her house and the, previously in this film she's been breaking people down into images, we then see a series of images of the interior of the taxi which we are to learn are her summarising her father in pictures of things in the taxi, uh, the smoking ashtray, other things around before the father turns up and she she's super cold with him she's super off with him in every single scene that she has apart from in one moment where maya comes over and she's talking about her and her father um her father leaving the family and separating and Jana talks about how much she's going to miss him yeah yeah and yet when he's actually around she's just icy cold and um dismissive i thought that was a really interesting element to her friend um the, the story of her father is a, a sympathy story and her father is a sympath sympathetic figure but in, in real life that's not the case at all and I, I just thought that was really interesting well and that's truly well and truly agreed fully, yeah. fully interesting film mm. recommended to all yeah submersible so we're back on the, we're back on the film titles Ben aren't we I mean I mean bad luck banging and loony porn is not a good film title in my opinion submersible. Uh... Yeah. That is an excellent film title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, direct, yeah. Directed by Alfredo Leon Leon. It's a film about three drug dealers who launched out on a submarine that starts to malfunction. Whilst investigating the fault, they discover a young female named Raina hidden in the cargo, as well as another female who is no longer with us. Tensions rise between crew members at not only their new discovery, what it means for their drug deal, but obviously, as I've already said, the submarine's in danger, so their very own existence also becomes under threat. Mm. That's the official blurb for the film, Young Ben, mm. Mm. Uh, and it makes this film sound a hell of a lot more interesting than it actually was. <laughs> 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 because I didn't hate this film, no, but I did not like this film. No. Um, the only thing I liked about it is its brevity, and that is as backhanded a compliment as you can ever get for a film that you don't like, that you're trying to be positive about. It yeah. was short, 77 minutes, thank God. Um, but still, that's plenty long enough for it to remain a bit of disappointment for me, Ben. Um, Alfredo Leon Leon took the decision to focus on the claustrophobic nature of being on a submarine. I thought that would be tick, yeah. uh, with a focus on how things stink pretty much all the time. Yep. I thought that would be a tick. 
Ultimately, I really think, however, Alfredo Leon Leon decided he wanted to make a deliberately uneventful film to counter the kind of American shit that would do this kind of movie. Again, I thought, tick. So Mm. I've got three ticks going on here, and yet why do I dislike the film? (sighs) Basically, if you want to make a film that's deliberately uneventful, deliberately Mm -hmm. not American in any way, shape, or form, that deliberately focuses on how things stink and deliberately focuses on a lack of drama, then you've got to have interesting characters to carry this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the last time I watched a film about claustrophobia that that really relied on its characters being something special and they weren't was The Lighthouse. Oh, um, oh God. Don't don't take me back there. What, what, about, that, what, what, was, what was that film about the, the lady who went down underground to check out the tube tunnels? That was a decent... Um, I can't remember, but it was a decent film. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. because all the characters were good they were great yeah these characters were utterly risible <laughs> like that they were utterly dreadful like mm. you the, the you need the humor of some character you need some character to stand out just to break up the monotony of being on a ramshack submarine that's not that, yeah. that's not and and there was just none of it whatsoever yeah now here's the thing though i would have put up with all of this i would have put up with all this stuff if he was to stay with it through to the end, Ben, if he mm. was to stay deliberately anti-Hollywood, anti-American, I mean, never mind the fact it's been put forward for the Oscars for crying out loud. So how anti did he really want to go? Yeah. Well, the answer is not very, because as soon as you start to think, okay, fine, I don't like it. It's not my thing. I'm not going to recommend it, but at least it's consistent. What does he do? One of the age old tropes, he gets rain of the female to become friendly with one of the captures that she deems to be nicer than the other ones because she thinks she can manipulate him to kind of, you know, get her out of the situation. Like, yeah. honestly, making friends with one of the three captures because they because you're not really one of them, mate, mm-hmm. I could not believe it. And, like, and this, he's, he's not technically one of the captors. None of these people well, are. Well... The captors are other... These yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, it's, it's people on land, but they're all in, yeah. they're, they're all in, they're all working together basically. Like, yeah. it, the, you do that, and you've literally you've removed all of your good intent. Like, why yeah. did you do that? Why have you done it? Mm. And actually, it really didn't add all that much in the end. Like, I, I've seen it a million times before, and I really, really disliked it. So that's all I've got to say on this movie. I disliked it strongly. There weren't yeah. any twists. The ending was atrocious, literally atrocious. Um, it didn't annoy me as much as Bad Luck Banging, funnily enough. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Ben, frankly, this film was a complete and utter waste of my time. Fair dues. Yeah, Th- this was the film I was looking forward to the most. Um, you you very... made that clear to me, actually. I yeah, I'm I very excited. And about this. the film title, Submersible. Submersible. I thought this is going to be great. This is going to be tense, claustrophobic. This is going to be Ecuador's answer to insert great movie title here <laughs> um but yeah it's it's not a great film it feels very tv yeah. um and that that tv is not just about the kind of production values and the look of the film but also the characters that you get given as you mentioned um and the dialogue that all those characters say and everything that happens in the film as well um you've got your three your three guys running the submersible and is it a submarine and it never goes underwater properly they're always peeking yeah, up it, 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 it's it, it, apparently it's the one they've built themselves which is a bit right odd. i'm not that sure to leave that really they call okay. it a ramshack submarine so okay. okay so you've you've got your you've got your captain you've got your, your pilot for want of a better name and you've got your engineer 
on here and uh i was i was always a bit confused about who's who exactly for a bit. I was like, Wait, who's, who's, what's going on who's the captain um and then you've got you've got comically evil guy achilles on here yeah who, who is he just takes being unpleasant to to just a, a kind of ridiculous extreme so i thought oh okay so he, he's our baddie got it yeah <laughs> and and then and then felix who may or may not be the captain i can't remember also starts being just as bad and i was like oh now now everyone's bad and then you've got the clever the guy who um the, the lady that they discover tries to win over on her side. He's the softy. He's, yeah. he's the soft one of the lot. So, so yeah, so three guys, they're on a submarine. The submarine is, as we learn, loaded with drugs, which they are taking somewhere. Um, they get into a pickle. They're about to go down. So they have to move ballast from one end of the submarine to the other. So they decide to open the the hatch with all the, the hidden stuff in, which they have been told not to do. They will be shot in the head if they do this, but they're all going to die if they don't. So they open it and I was like, oh, could this film could be worse. Um, they take everything out and the, but then they discover there are two women in the hold as well. One of them dead, one of them not. And this is the woman who then becomes a kind of a, a thorn in the side of the camaraderie of these three men who hate each other all the time. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just not great. It's it's just TV. Um, it's histrionics. Um, it's also like I was saying. It it's um, it's lockdown filmmaking by making something with as little as possible. And I want to say <laughs> that it does that well, but I can't say that. Mm. Um, I think if if you're going to if you're going to do a cinema of minimalism using as little as possible, I've only got four actors in my film. It's, it's one location. Um, then you just kind of have to be a bit more creative yeah. about how you do yeah. things. And, and this is just a bit kind of straightforward. Um, yeah. It, 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 there were a few moments where I got kind of tense, the bit where Felix uh, closes the hatch in the lid. Uh, and I was like, no, that's bad. That's bad. And he's really hammering it to hammer it closed. I was like, no, don't do that, Felix. You're in a submarine. This is uh, not going to go well. That was good. the the ending. I, I started getting a, a, a bit kind of tense and excited, and then they they just kind of cheesed it a bit. Really, they they Titanicked it. You know, there's plenty of room on that door for two people. Yes, and they, they yeah. kind of did that at the end. You could maybe fit maybe, maybe all four of them really. Yeah, um, you could you could have fitted through that window, guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know who this film is for, really. Because, yeah, like you say, it's making all these choices to be kind of a bit anti-Hollywood. But uh, I think it want, I think it really wants to be Hollywood. I mean, I mean it, it literally, the final scene is literally ending on a perv scene. Yeah, the the ending was... I, I, I didn't hate the perv element of it, I'll be honest with you, Ben. It's fine. Mm. But mm. ultimately, it's for the sake of art and for the sake of consistency, what are we doing here with it this? Felt, it felt out of place. Yeah, and, big time. And, also, this film has a kind of a, a, a really off rapey moment in it yep. as well, which which, which I'm, I'm never a fan of. Um, yeah, I can't I can't give I can't give any thumbs up to this. I'm, I'm glad I saw it. I, I like the submarine set. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I like the submarine set. Um, I like the film title. I like the film title. I think we got. Uh, I, I think I need to calm down on the film titles thing. I think we we had such a good run of amazing film titles. I'm now always yeah. thinking that I must only pick a film because of its film because of its title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, we're, we're the, the best two. Though. The best two films this year. I've got normal film. Uh, this episode, I've got normal film titles. So you Hell know, yeah. Um, yeah listen, learn. I'll, I'll put that on me. I, I do apologize. Yeah. Um, let's move. Let's move on to Air Bunnies, Iraq. 
Indeed. Um, my second favourite, and obviously your film of the actual month then, so uh, Europa. Yes, this is my film of the month, but I had to think about this quite a lot. Um, yeah, so close this, call. Yep, no yeah, doubt. very close call. Yep. So this is uh, written and directed by Haider Rashid. Yep. Um, Europa is a story of Kamal, played by Adam Ali, who's fled Iraq to try to enter what's known as Fortress Europe. And at the Turkish-Bulgarian border, local mercenaries are ruthlessly hunting down migrants. Alone in the forest, Kamal has three days to escape. That's a, a little bit more information than I knew going in. I like I like to keep my knowledge of the films as minimal as possible. So Europa begins with a scene at, uh, it, it, it opens with some text on the screen, which is which is never a great start. No, I, um, I, that, that, I hated that the most of all this bit of the film, actually. Ne- like, never that, a great start. I found that a bit unnecessary. I, I get it, the want to do that, but it's like, come on, guys. I, I'm sure within 10 minutes I can figure out what's going on. I don't need, yeah. <laughs> For sure, but I, th- I think that well, we'll come. This, there's an element of this film which I think they needed to pre-teach. They were like, "You have to know that this thing exists." Yeah. Um, perhaps it could have been delivered in a different way, but you know, mo- moving on. So, text on the screen telling you about the the flight that people have uh, from different countries and how the forests of Turkey and Bulgaria are kind of key to this. That kind of border element that was useful because otherwise I wouldn't have known. Then we have a scene of which was kind of reminiscent of Flea. You've got a, a lot of people together with a, a lot of, uh, I don't know what you call them, kind of like uh, dealers, makers, people who are kind of making border crossings happen. But something goes terribly wrong um, and everyone gets discovered. A gun starts firing. Everyone's kind of like running and screaming. And uh, our boy Kamal just runs for it and goes. And then he's running through the forest. And I'm going to take you on my journey here. So we've got this kind of big, exciting opening scene. And then you've got Kamal running through the forest. He's, he's running for kind of five minutes. And this is the point when I go, ah, we're going to stay in the forest for the rest of this movie, aren't we? Um, and at, at that point, this is the journey that I went on on Europa. I was a, a, a little bit disappointed. And I thought, ooh, th- this response to a kind of a lockdown filmmaking thing is... Uh, let's let's go to the forest with Adam and we'll make a movie and he'll run around and get into all kinds of scrapes and there'll be a film and I was a little bit down on this uh, in the beginning but this film thoroughly thoroughly won me over as it progressed Um, it just gets better and better and better and better as it goes on as kind of Adam's journey continues um, it, 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 I don't know how other people felt about it but I was kind of like I found I found it tricky at the beginning if you want to do if you're filming one person by themselves with nothing else to bounce off, that's quite a tricky ask of an actor. And in particular, if you are, um, if your camera is in front of someone who is walking along, just walking forwards, and there's no one else for them to bounce off, it's quite tricky for a lot of actors to kind of look around in a normal way without looking like they're looking around the camera that's mm-hmm. right in front of them. Um, and I, I don't know how um, Hadi Rashid and uh, Adam Ali feel about that kind of relationship, whether or not they nailed it necessarily. Um, but all that kind of stuff aside, this film uh, re- really wins as it goes on. Um, the Kamal's plight just becomes more and more and more kind of tense. And then he encounters these um, uh, th- these mercenaries, these people who are kind of like hunting for migrants. Um, which is the pre-teaching element that you needed to know. You need yep. to know that there are guys, uh, the kind of, uh, uh, I don't know what you call them, jerks, let's say, wandering well, in the forest. Well, they would call themselves freedom fighters, but they're, freedom all, fighters. they're, they're, they're ultimately unofficial border force 
gorillas. Okay. What's the what's the what's the, what's that kind of like Sunday army people we have here? Territorial army. They 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 kind of struck me as being. Oh, they're a lot less noble than that, mate. In <laughs> fact, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of it's it's that kind of guy who who would go and do this. I'd spend the weekends wandering around the forest. They are not orienteering innocently in the forest. They are literally no. yeah no, no. They're, they're not the TA. <laughs> no. no. Um, but, so we need this pre-teaching element because so we need to know that these guys will shoot people on sight that's kind of a, a, yeah. a biggie so he encounters these people, he gets into scrapes I don't want to get too much into spoilers of what happens on Kamar's journey um, but two things I want to mention one of them is the I mean, the, the, the mo- it, it was winning me over and then you have the bit where he gets in a car, he just runs out yep. into the road, flags down a car gets in a car, drives along for a bit I loved that bit. It was so good. Um, he, he he can't be understood by the woman driving the car. She can't make herself understood by him. The radio is playing. He doesn't understand what's happening on the radio. Um, it was amazingly tense filmmaking. And, and this is like submersible is more uh, minimal filmmaking. Four people, one location, blah, 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 blah. Somehow this film is is less than the sum of its parts. Europa is essentially one person, um, a forest, a few other people here and there. And yet it's way, way more than some of that. It, it ends up becoming much bigger. It doesn't have to tell you everything about the migrant experience like like some other films do. Um, because It's choosing not to do that. And yet it wants you to focus just on the physicality of this plight. Um, I can't remember what the goddamn film is, but it made me think of... I'm I'm totally spacing on the title. Uh, I had it. I didn't write it down, and now it's gone. Let me see if I can come back to it later. Really reminded me of it. Um, so you got the moment in the car, and then the the bit that really made it film of the month for me was the last, let's say, fifteen minutes or so, which are tr- transcendental. Transcendental. It's wonderful. It's an astonishing journey. Um, this film really stayed with me. So it's it was all between sisterhood and Europa which one of these is my film of the month and Europa just kept coming back to me time and time again particularly the last 10 minutes which I just found wonderful uh, blissful filmmaking I haven't seen anything like that done, done with so goddamn little for so long and also Adam Ali that performance um, is something which originally I was not jiving with but as the film went on I just I just more and more kind of fantastic nuance in his performance so yeah Film of the month, two thumbs up. Well done, Iraq. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. This is a good film. Yes. Um, the only way, I'm, I'm glad you chose it because the, very clearly, Sisterhood and Europa are the best films this month. Yeah. Very clearly. Um, and frankly, if you'd have chosen Sisterhood, I'd have chosen Europa then, just, just for yeah. the sake of it. Honestly, I would. Um, the reason I chose Sisterhood was because I'd actually want to see it again, whereas Europa was that good first time around. I, I'm done. I'm fine yeah. with it. Um, so yeah. that that a bit of an odd way of deciding, really. But there's a little bit more sophistication and nuance in Sisterhood. But of course there will, because it's a, it's more of a regular movie. Yeah. And uh, whereas this is a bit more of a straight shoot. But anyway, um, look, this is a great film. Good film. Good film. Um, unlike Submersible, brevity isn't the only good thing going on in Europa. Yeah. <laughs> Though again, it does help. Like it, it, you don't want it going on any longer than it does because it, it's a minimalist journey. Basically, there's like seven people in the film. Yeah. So you, yeah. you you don't want it to go on for like two hours. It just, it just doesn't work. So for it to last as long as it did, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for me, this is a film about disorientation, really. Like, it, it's all about the disorientation. Like, we have no idea where we are in this film, Ben. No, no. Um, I mean, we're told it's the we're told it's Fortress Europe, and we're told it's the it's the border between Turkey and Bulgaria, but we don't actually know at any point where we are in the forest. Where we 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 just don't like he no. doesn't know, and in the, because he doesn't know, we don't know. Yeah. Um, and I just think that's brilliant. The way the, the the way they chose to go through that was just absolutely superb. Um, and they do that obviously by having like literally the camera on the character's shoulder, pretty much. Yes. Like yeah. as, a, as a third person, like it's it's just again, you, you spend most of the time seeing Kamal's face, and that's it. So therefore, you see him confused. You literally can't see any of the surroundings for when when you, you're that squarely focused on him. So we're in this together. Yeah. We're, we're yeah, literally in this yeah. together. I am lost with you. I care about you. Um, and and obviously there's a lack of dialogue as well. That goes without saying because there's not that many people here. But what I liked about the film was especially was the building of tension with a natural environment. Like I spent, no joke, probably about 20 minutes of this movie just waiting for a gunshot. Mm. Like he's washing yeah. himself in the water. I'm not able to enjoy because that's when it does pan out a bit when he washes. Like you can actually see a bit more around him then. Um, like you can, it's it's a it's a beautiful forest. It really is. It's it's really peaceful, charming, fairy tale almost. You'd say um, the water the water that is kind of messing around me is it's just pristinely clear. Like it's a beautiful beautiful part of the forest, and yet I couldn't enjoy it because I was just waiting for the gunshot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now that's great filmmaking. You know, it really really is. Now obviously I have to mention the elephant in the room for me, mm-hmm. and it is the politics behind this all. Now mm-hmm. I'm not holding it back. I try not to make it hold me or any of films that do this kind of thing back, but it's the humanizing and the emphasizing it obviously um, with people of Kamal's nature mm-hmm. of millions like Kamal that the film, you know, makes no bones about reminding you that there are millions like Kamal every single day trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if not at that part of the world, then maybe getting on a dinghy or something like whatever it is. Um, but I've always had this thing where what they are doing is illegal. You know? Yeah. I'm, I, I'm sorry to bring that up, but you know, <laughs> it is illegal. Yeah. Um, but, I, I like the fact that we, we don't have any backstory whatsoever as to why this is happening. Yeah. I mean, but, like, but yeah, but that, but that's when the politics comes in because we know, yeah. like we, we, we just know, we know he's from, we, we know where we know roughly where he's from. I mean, he's wearing, anyway, we won't go into all that, but yeah, we, <laughs> He's, he's wearing. You can help me here because he's wearing a football top. Um, yeah, I think it's a, yeah. It, it's it's Mo Salah who plays for Liverpool, but I think it's uh-huh. an Egypt shirt. It's okay. either it's either an Egypt shirt or the Egyptian club Al Ahly, okay. um, which is like an Arabian um, element of uh, Africa in Egypt. Um, okay. I, I think it's an Egypt shirt because because one because in a film like Europa, when you've got so little going on, you've got so few people, so few props, so few. Um, you really latch on to everything that you're yeah. given, like any, um, and the, Kamal has so little, like he doesn't have a photograph, he doesn't have like a locket around his neck with a picture of his mum in, he doesn't have like a ring that he plays with, he's got he's got like no possessions, he's got nothing, he's just got this football shirt, some trainers, and a passport, and that's it. Um, those are your props yeah. about which we learn about Kamal, and that's that is nothing. We don't learn anything about this guy whatsoever, um, and we don't know anything about why he's running or what he's running from. Um, we can presume that it must be bad because otherwise he wouldn't be doing any of this. 
um so i i, I get you but i was kind of like i'm i'm cool with this uh well i mean no, but here's the thing like the, yeah. so I, I we all know what it's about because it tells you it's about people trying to get into the you know it, the, we know all about that it's fine mm. um but so what and so, not yeah. and not and not many films and i mean not many films this is not lecturing you. This is not telling no. you, oh, feel no. sorry for poor Kamal. Feel sorry no. for all these millions of people like Kamal. It literally just cares about Kamal. Yeah. It's not yeah, forcing yeah. me to care about Kamal. It's encouraging me or, or just make your own mind up. And the mm-hmm. film is that well made, Ben, mm. that I cared for Kamal deeply. Mm. But I seriously did. I didn't care what he was doing was illegal. I don't, you know, I'd rather obviously nobody go through this if they were able to do what they wanted to do in a legal manner. Again, we can't escape that fact. But it's such a personal film. It's such a well-made film. I just couldn't help but get behind Kamal and his journey. It's simple as that, really. And Haider Rashid, the director, uh, again, he, he's not trying to convert me into thinking into thinking that every country should open all their borders for everybody all at once and just let let everyone get on with each other. It's not a film about that specifically. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to engage with me, Haida Rashid. Yeah. He wanted to engage with the audience, with Kamal, on the movie as a whole, and I was completely engaged with it, and it was a massive success. Now, it's coming to the UK cinemas and mm-hmm. on demand on the 18th of March, Obviously, it's a recommendation for us both, Ben, from yeah, us both. Yeah, My yeah. second favourite this month, your film of the month. It goes about saying we're both going to recommend it. Now, I'm going to go a step further, though. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm, I've am i been quite open about this. I'm a non-cinema goer. You are a cinema goer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've gone into that before. I just It just doesn't do it for me anymore. Yeah. It, it, the, the price point and all that kind of stuff It's and the people and everything, it's just not my thing to go to the yeah. cinema to watch this. I would see this on demand without question, which is where we got it from essentially anyway, basically. Yeah. So thanks to the folks for that. But um, I would actually go and say to people, look, if you're the kind of person that kind of only goes to the cinema on a whim mm-hmm. or or you're the kind of person that only goes deliberately because they want to watch a specific film, mm-hmm. I would say to you, Europa is that film. Despite yeah. its limitations, obviously, despite the fact it's, it holds itself back and holds itself to how it's made, there's a lot of cinematic moments in this film, Ben. Oh, yeah. Even, oh, yeah. even, even just the camera on his shoulder thing, that is incredibly cinematic. Like, there's, yeah. there's falling over that's cinematic. There's, there's lying down or, and, and stuff. There's lots of action-y <laughs> things. It's very, the, the car thing's very cinematic. Like, yeah. th- this would be, be awesome to see at the cinema, really. really weird. It, it's kind of like a more high-octane version of that Portuguese film that was film of the year three years ago. Two years ago. Oh, Al. Yes. Yeah, Alba. It made me think of, of that one. I've also it's come back to me now with the other film that this reminded me of. I don't know if you'd notice. Um, Jersey Skolomowski's film, Essential Killing, with Vincent Gallo, which is where Vincent Gallo is a kind of a Guantanamo prisoner who escapes and then runs, and then that's that's your film. Yeah. It's just Vincent Gallo running through a variety of landscapes. Um, this you know, uh, Haider Rashid reminded me of Jersey Skolomowski. Adam Ali reminded me of Vincent Gallo. That, that these are big names. Uh, well done, guys. It was it was a hell of a thing. Yeah, and definitely, definitely um, would be fascinated to see this on the big screen as well. And and just again, just repeat the point that I made. Like how I, how addicted I was to the sound design of this film. Like mm. that in the cinema would be perfect because the, the, mm. it would literally sound like the 
the gunshot that you're waiting for was happening a few rows away from you. Yeah. Which would have been fantastic to have seen it live for the first time. So, yep, folks, please, if you can, if you will, if you desire, and it's on demand anyway, if you don't, Europa. Um, this, this and, and final, final point for me as we yeah. end off, this should be on the list instead of Flea. We've done, yeah, but, you know, no, absolutely, no, absolutely. This is a this is a far more engaging film this, than Sleeve. If the, you the, if you want to do, uh, uh, I was about to say if you want to do a pro immigration film, I still don't think this is a really pro immigration film. It, it's, it's, it's just no, telling it's not you what this story. is about. It's it's, it's a hu- it's a human film. It's a film about yeah. a human. Like that's yeah. fine. But if you it, like the like the Academy likes to put things into categories. I refuse to accept that they watched Flea and they watched Europa in the same viewing and thought Flea was a better film than this. Like, I, I, I'm not buying what can that. I, what can I say? Well, hopefully there's going to be crossover. Flea and Europa are going to be at the cinema at the same time. Double bill it, people. Let us know. Well, d- double bill it, let us know. But frankly, go and get all your refreshments during Flea, then come back and actually enjoy Europa. <laughs> like, no, I can't do it. No, I'm going to go there again. No, we're not going there with Flea. We've, no. we've made our point. Europa, good film. Yeah. Flea, yeah, yeah. not yeah. good film. Yeah. Um, you, may, you are not permitted to argue those points. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well done, everybody. That's yeah. it. Um, well done to us, me and you, Ben, because we're not having a break. We're just going straight through it. Straight through to the end of year episode of 2022. <laughs> Here we go. Here we Only go. 11 more. And now okay. we're going to go to Rotterdam next month. Oh, that's so exciting. No, 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 it is exciting because one of the finalist pebbles was it. We discovered it at Rotterdam, didn't we, last year? Yes. So, so Rotterdam is the, the new can. You hear that can? Oh. <laughs> You've been blimey. usurped. No, well, I mean, obviously, we, 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 we do Berlin Ali. That's not that far away either. Rotterdam, yeah. we're going to be yeah. doing next month. So you know the drill, folks. You yeah. know the drill. And if you don't, you get the idea just by listening to us for the last hour. So thank you. There's two films to recommend. Stay tuned for Europa coming to the UK on the 18th of March on demand and in the UK cinemas, folks. But uh, that's it. That's it for now from us. Uh, until next time on the Outside Centre Film Podcast from myself and Ben. Thank you for listening and speak to you very soon. Mm-hmm.